And good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. At the top of the hour, I mentioned that there's a recent Pew survey that found that only about a third of parents think it's very or extremely important that their kids grow up to share their religious belief. Another third say it's not important to them at all. Uh, we've talked about this survey before, and it's worth um, it's worth digging into. Again, Dr. Greg Popcheck is with me. He's the director of the Pastoral Solutions Institute, a group pastoral telecounseling practice that provides Catholic-integrated marriage, family, and individual counseling services to Catholics around the world. He and his wife, Lisa, have authored over 20 books uh, looking at uh, psychology, integrating it with the timeless wisdom of the Catholic faith. And in 2019, the Popchecks, together with Holy Cross Family Ministries, founded the Peyton Institute for Domestic Church Life, an organization dedicated to promoting Catholic family well-being and spirituality through original research, professional training, and development of creative resources. Greg, good to have you here. Good to be here, Al. Thank you. Let's talk about that study. We've mentioned it before, yeah. and um, I... You know, there's a point that you made uh, off air with me, and it has to do with the degree to which evangelical Protestants value uh, their faith relationally compared to Catholics. Uh, Set this up for me. Right. Well, so um, according to uh, developmental psychologist uh, James Fowler, uh, faith evolves in stages. Right. Um, and Fowler's a watershed figure, isn't he? Really, he is. Yeah, yes. so he, he's kind of the guy who, who, along with folks like you, know, Erickson or you know Kohlberg or whatever, yeah. identified different stages of faith development yep. um, from from childhood through late adulthood, actually. Um, and at every stage, people need different, if you will, spiritual food to nourish their faith. Um, and you know this this study, the Pew study that we're talking about found that 70, uh, about 70% of evangelicals um, were concerned with making sure that their kids became faithful evangelicals as adults, while only about 30% of Catholic parents felt the same way. Um, and if you look at the, the whole study, kind of the big picture of the, what the whole study points to, as well as the larger picture of research in, in faith transmission, what you see is that, um, in, in general... Uh, evangelicals have, are more attractive to people at the what I'll call relational stage of faith. Okay, uh, where and and that's where most teenagers and most adults actually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the relational stage of faith uh, Fowler called it something different, but but um, it basically means that I know or I believe that something is true to the degree that it facilitates my relationships, mm-hmm. and I believe that it's false to the degree that it complicates my relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, so, you, you, for example, you'll see this a lot with, with politicians who will say, you know, I was for traditional marriage until my cousin came out, and now I'm, I'm for gay marriage, right? Yeah. Because it, it's all about my relationship. Yeah. Um, and, and so, what, what, as Catholics, though, we don't do a great job of connecting our faith to our relationships. Catholics, generally speaking, our, our approach has been to... Uh, uh, can minister to people at the what I would call the story and structure stage of faith development, which is the stage right before the relationship stage mm-hmm. that 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 focuses on on rituals, um, uh, you know, uh, customs, uh, and, and 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 conveying a basic worldview, M- moral law. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it creates a structure for us and and a way to see the world and understand things and and participate 
in our society, right? Uh, and that's a really important first floor of, of faith development. But then people start to grow out of that into that relational stage, and they're not quite sure how their faith fits into that. And yeah. In fact, they, because of the moral laws, often find that it, it, the faith complicates their relationships. So we find where, where Catholics, you know, in this study, 80% of Catholics want their kids to grow up to be kind and helpful people. Um, they don't see how their faith helps them do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas in in, the, in evangelical circles, there is much more of an emphasis on how faith enables us to participate in, in healthy marriage and family lives, uh, to find our place in society, and that sort of thing. Does that come out of the, the evangelical emphasis on uh, have a personal relationship? With Jesus, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah I do, and, and I and I think it has a lot also to do, sort of historically, when when evangelicalism came into the fore versus Catholicism, yeah, because yeah. you know we're talking about Catholicism reaching largely historically to people who were illiterate, mm-hmm. um, who needed a structure, yeah. who needed that, you know, right, yeah. and that was the that was as far as we could take them, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Whereas evangelicalism is a much more contemporary expression of Christianity that that sort of assumes greater personal development. We're speaking sociologically here, not theologically. So, right, that's right. <laughs> I think it's important to recognize that different faith traditions have lots of historical factors. Certainly the Catholic faith uh, teaches that we should have a personal relationship with Christ, but it, uh, what sociologically uh, evangelicals have tended to do a better job of that. Um, so I guess the question would be, there's a big difference between Catholics, self-identified Catholics, who attend Mass weekly, and those who mm-hmm. don't. That's right. So 76% of Catholic parents who attend Mass weekly want their kids to grow up to be Catholic, which you know is not a big surprise. But I think how, how that it makes again? sense, 76% okay. of Catholic parents who attend Mass weekly, and that's only 17% of Catholics overall, by the way. Okay. But of that 17% of Catholics overall, 76% of them want their kids to grow up to be faithful Catholics. So that's roughly in the same place as evangelicals. That's right. That's yeah. right. And my, so my, my, my take on that, though, is if you're attending Mass weekly, you, you have the idea of relationship, how, how, at least intuitively, how faith relates to our relationship with Christ, with yeah. our relationship yeah. with each other. We start to become more familiar with how the faith uh, touches on marriage and family life as well. You, you start getting that, which then makes you want your, to pass that on to your kids, as opposed to if your experience of faith is just, well, you know, these are meaningful rituals that give me personal comfort, and I want my kids to have that too, but they can do that anywhere as yeah. long as they're nice to people. Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> right yeah. No, I, I, know, I know what you mean. Right. Um, well, this is something that um, certainly is important for uh, building family and domestic church. Uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, well, yeah, and, uh, how this exactly. plays into... The work that you're doing now with Catholic HOM, Catholic yeah. So on the Catholic HOM app, kind of kind of building on all this, uh, we've we've uh, kind of launched the 40 Days for Families Challenge to really show people in in a tangible way how our faith does relate to building strong marriage and family lives through simple things. You know, one of the things that is often lost to to Catholics, kind of popularly speaking, is that all the Lenten practices we engage in, prayer, uh, fasting, and uh, service, and, and almsgiving. Um, you know, they're meant not just to promote self-discipline, um, but to teach us how to love, 
right? We, we pray because we don't know how to love and we want God to teach us. We, we fast be, so that we can have, we can kind of detach from our healthy or unhealthy relationship with things and realize that those things are meant to serve people and to facilitate our relationship with God and others. We, we serve and are more generous in giving so that we can remember that everything that God gave us is meant to serve our relationships. Lent is really about love. Right. And that, that's what it all points to. But we forget that. And we have a tendency to see Lent more as a project where I'm going to do something to prove to God that I'm really, really sorry. And so that I'll finally earn his mercy, which, of course, is you know, well-intentioned, but wrongheaded. Right. Uh, yeah. Idea, yeah. You know, so, so this 40 Days for Families Challenge at the Catholic Home App is presenting little things that families can do every day to draw closer together, to live Christ's love at home, uh, to connect more deeply and to care for each other uh, in, in a more genuine way. And we're seeing a lot of tremendous benefits from it already even a weekend hmm. give, just give me a few ideas uh, from the uh, what people can do uh, sure I mean so one example is something that we were talking about today is is you know, increasing affection you know Christ pours himself out right he empties himself to become one of us so we can experience his love through our senses and even mm-hmm. after he ascends to heaven he gives us the sacraments so we can yep. experience his love through our senses well parents need to image that love for our kids by being generously affectionate and so one thing that we're having parents do is you know think what will be a time where where you don't normally hug your kids give them an extra hug and hold them a little bit and think about how conveying God's love through them through that through that act of affection you know it, we connect those simple gestures of family life that build relationship and and give them a greater spiritual significance yeah you know it is funny the little things like that that are so important I remember just after I, Sally and I began parenting, I don't remember, I interviewed one fellow counselor, mm-hmm. and he said to me, you know, asked me, when you, when you talk to your children, do you get down where you can look them in the eyes? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, um, I uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So... So from that time on, I've tried to make it a point to always make eye contact mm-hmm. when we're talking. Well, that's that's another perfect example of of you know making that one to one heart to heart connection. Yep. And another another example is just asking the question. This is part of our, our forty day family uh, forty day challenge for families. Um, you know, ask every day in the family what's one small thing that each of us could do to be a better team or take better care of each other today. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's little, it, it's. Yeah. That's that you you when you say that though you're already you're talking about a family that is already comfortable and accustomed to asking those kinds of questions of one another and encouraging exhorting uh, one another. Well, that's the beauty things. of the app, and because on, so premium members on the Catholic Home app, uh, Catholic HOM. Um, are able to take advantage of our whole Catholic home team, we call them, of, of pastoral counselors yeah. and coaches. And so what happens is, you know, we'll encourage families to go do that. And then they then they, they ask questions. They'll say, well, my kid, you know, when I did that, they looked at me like I had three heads. And <laughs> they said, well, I want more uh, I want more time with my PS5. What do I do? Um, and, and so we were able to coach them through that. And over the course of several interactions, we're, we're helping parents through the app 
get their kids and get their kids uh, on board, uh, get their families coming together around this stuff. You know, anything like, you know, Chesterton famously said, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. <laughs> right, so, you right. know, we, we encourage parents to get out there and do all these challenges badly and then come back and, and get the support <laughs> that they need to make it work. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that's really what the app is for, because, you know, you just read a book or an article or even hear the show and you say, well, I'm going to go do some of those things. And then it just falls flat and you feel like, <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm a failure as a Catholic parent. Right. But yeah. on the Catholic home app, you know, especially as a premium member, you're getting daily coaching and daily support and personalized advice from our whole team to make it all work. Yeah, yeah. I love that Chesterton quote, by the way. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of my just so true. Uh, many of us have the uh, habit of waiting until we can do something uh, perfectly or just so it's so well that it draws uh, looks from others and people would say, wow, you really do that well. Well, you never get there if you don't have lots of rehearsal time, you might say. Practice. Do it boldly and badly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a musician, you know what I'm talking about. That's so. right. That's right. Um, well, this is good. I mean, tell me a little bit about uh, what's new with the, uh, with the work that you're doing uh, with the, um, uh, the, the Peyton uh, family. Institute for Domestic Church Life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, really, I mean, it's 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 twofold. I mean, one, you know, we're we're focusing on the the original research piece of it. So we're working with CARA, the Center for Applied Research in the Apostolate, on our Future Faithful Families project, which is looking at uh, two generations, right? The the parents and adult children who are faithful adults, and we're looking at at both generations for why they think. Uh, what what practices they felt were important in passing on the faith from the parents to the adult kids. Um, but then, of course, we're focusing on the popular side of this on the Catholic HOM app, uh, yeah. where, you know, every day mm -hmm. we're really just trying to, to encourage families to learn how to live this liturgy of domestic church life mm -hmm. and, and really get the support that they need to do it well so that they can encounter Christ more meaningfully at home. Uh, and live that love in their relationships with each other. And where do they go to get more information? CatholicHOM.com. CatholicHOM.com. We've also got it uh, on the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. You can see it in the upper left-hand uh, corner. Greg, thanks. Thank you, Al. Love what you're doing. Have a great day. You too. I'm Al Cresta.